By watching or listening to this show, you are acknowledging that you are of legal age to purchase and consume cannabis in your region. This production is for adults only. Welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast, part of the Cannabis Life Experience, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Join us on this journey and adventure with the wonderful plant. Here's your host, Dean Millard. Hello there and welcome to episode 88, hour number two of the Cannabis 101 podcast. My name is Dean Millard and it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy uh, with the wonderful plant. And we're going to explore a little bit of that today. Uh, we're also going to talk about, uh, you know, the recreational side as uh, we dive into another cultivar. And if you want to check out hour number one, just head to the Cannabis101podcast.ca. Uh, we featured uh, Malcolm LaBelle of uh, Green Generation Co. on the business of cannabis and David Wiley from the OZ on this week in cannabis news. Uh, there is one way though that we kick things off on this program every episode, and that's by finding out what's your groove. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Can you dig it? So if you're new to the show, what I mean by what's your groove is if you're enjoying the show and something with the cannabis plant at the same time, let me know. Might be a joint, bong, edible, a drink, some really relaxing CBD, who knows, whatever you're grooving with, please let me know. We'd love uh, to hear from you on what you are grooving with. As for me, uh, I'm going to be grooving on this episode uh, with some uh, dab bod shatter here in the slash from Stonesmith. Uh, just a couple of clicks, the auto fire, uh, the, uh, the red setting. Is the recommended setting uh, when you are uh, dealing with shatter. Uh, so there you go. Getting my groove on. We'll tell you a little bit more about the slash as we move along in the program. Uh, so fun, fun, fun. I got my groove on. Let's find out what's coming down the hash pipe on this episode. Sean King uh, from PAX is going to join us. I got my PAX here. Uh, I love it. Uh, I actually got it engraved. Uh, when uh, Chris Ionson was uh, with uh, Nova Cannabis on Jasper Ave. He had the engraver. So I got the one side. I got a few different podcasts that I got going on there, and then uh, the, um, the long side, the long logo. And the good thing is, uh, courtesy of the fine folks at PAX, is we're going to have some of these to give away. Cannabis 101 podcast engraved PAX Eras. So keep it locked on uh, this show for your chance to win that. 
as we do give something away every show, no matter what, whether you chime in on what's your groove, the cannabis question, just in general. Any connection with you gets you in the prize draw. So we're going to talk with Sean King about PAX. Chris Ionson, of course, uh, on Know Your Buds is going to join us. Uh, we are doing something from Simply Bear Organic, and it's uh, sour cookies that we'll be doing. Chris, of course, is uh, regional manager for Plant Life Cannabis. We'll have What Pairs Well with Cannabis, uh, the Weed Weekly we'll tell you about, and our cannabis question, which we can get to right now. It's prize time. Chime in on the cannabis question. Okay. And you could win a Cannabis 101 podcast prize pack. Pipe in a grape, bong in a blint. Hit us up on any of our social media feeds or email us at Cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Okay, here we go. So the question this week I'm asking is, where's the coolest place you have consumed cannabis? Um, we ask this on one hitters all the time and we get some really, really cool answers. So I'd love to hear from you. Where's the coolest place you have consumed? Hit me up on Twitter at the cannabis 101. You can reach us on Facebook and Instagram, the cannabis 101 podcast, and you can email and you can stay anonymous if you'd like to just let me know uh, because I do read some emails uh, on the show, so just let me know if you would like to stay anonymous. Uh, email me cannabis one hundred and one podcast at gmail dot com. For me, the coolest place was on the top of a mountain in Jasper. I was on a solo camping trip. Uh, just went up there for a few days. Uh, just unplug everything. I think I talked to like fourteen people in total over like the four days. But anyway, I went on this uh, really. Uh, I thought, for me anyway, a, a big mountain to climb. Uh, went the short, uh, hard way, and then took the long, supposed to be slow way on the on the way down. But I got on top, uh, sitting on a big rock, smoking a joint, feeling amazing. So it definitely was the coolest place. Just the scenery was amazing. Your three hundred and sixty degree, degree views of uh, just beautiful stuff. So I sat there. I probably spent an hour, a couple out, maybe even more, an hour and a half up there, just. Uh, Chilling out, uh, read a bit of a book, smoked a joint, probably smoked more than a joint, actually. And uh, so then I start coming down, not from the, the weed, but from the mountain, and I see this fresh track. And I, I, I love animals. I, have, I had a tracking, um, you know, a, a book on my, uh, my backpack, so I check it out. Yeah, it's a grizzly track. <laughs> I told this story on, uh, on uh, the, the first hour, but uh, maybe not as in detail, so... I, I find this track, I check it out of my book, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, it wasn't, like, like fresh, like, 20 minutes ago, but it was fresh in the past few days, fresh enough that you could tell that, oh, my goodness, there are bears in this area. So it was interesting. I uh, booted my way down pretty quick. Uh, it, was, it was pretty fast, uh, that's for sure. And I was singing a lot, a lot of Beatles songs. I was singing about Eleanor Rigby as I came around a corner, and uh, there was a couple of girls sitting there just uh, just giggling away because they had heard me for miles. Uh, they're from Australia, and they, they, they actually complimented my singing. 
Um, who knows? If I wasn't uh, with my wife, maybe that story would have started with Dear Penthouse uh, as you're making your way down the trail and you come across two beautiful women. But uh, they were kind enough to compliment my singing, which was probably a lie. Uh, they, they had a good laugh, uh, and I got down. It was good to see other people again. Um, so I got down as quick as possible. So it was great at one point. And who knows? I probably had a re- maybe a high THC sativa. I didn't know anything really about cannabis other than getting high then. So that's where it could have helped with the, uh, you know, bring on a little bit of the paranoia as well. Because for some people, including myself, you know, there are cultivars that I need to stay away from. You know, I, ha- I do have some mental health issues, so I do want to be careful with that. Uh, I want to use cannabis uh, to enjoy myself. Um, nobody wants a bad trip. I do know if it's a bad trip. Whatever it's gonna it's gonna go away and I'll probably fall asleep, uh, but you, you always want to avoid that. So that's why experimenting and and journaling and things like that. Um, back then I did none of that. Now I, I certainly uh, do a lot of it. So chime in. Where is the coolest place you have consumed and you could win yourself a cannabis one on one podcast prize pack? And I want to tell you about my vibe on Relevant. It is uh, the coolest new way. Uh, to communicate and to hang out and talk cannabis and not get shadow banned and not get kicked off and not have your posts taken down. It's the social media hangout for cannabis fans. So download the app, Relevant, R-E-L-E-V-N-T, and then join the Cannabis 101 podcast party. We have a cool message board there. We're posting different things, and I encourage everybody who's on there to you know, post about your cannabis experience, what you're doing, and what you like. We'll have some questions. We're going to have some live audio chats, some Q&As with current and past guests. Maybe this week's guest might show up there. And you, the listener and the viewer, I want you to be involved. This is a place where we can chat back and forth. We can't really do that you know, other than tweeting and things like that. This is where we can actually chat, we can talk, we can have questions. Uh, I don't have all the answers, but hopefully somebody uh, that is on there uh, with us uh, will. So download the app, first of all, Relevant, R-E-L-E-V-N-T, and then check out my vibe. And also a big hello to G Radio listeners, uh, independent radio on the internet here in Edmonton. It is nice to be broadcasting the Cannabis 101 podcast on your airwaves. So very uh, big thank you for listening to this show on G Radio. Uh, we appreciate uh, wherever you're listening in from. And, and, and if you are listening in somewhere, uh, hit me up. Let me know where you're listening from. This is the Cannabis 101 Podcast. Part of the Cannabis Life Experience. Turning the wheel of cannabis one toke at a time. All right, now we get on to what pairs well with cannabis, and that is anything uh, that you combine uh, with cannabis. Could be an activity. Uh, This week for me, it's pain relief. Uh, My wife and I, I have some back pain. She has some neck pain. And a friend of ours made this terrific rub. Um, I think it's avocado oil that's in there along with uh, some, some cannabis uh, goodness. And, man, it just feels great. Uh, you know, we even lent it to, uh, you know, somebody in the family, and they called right away saying, hey, where, where can I get that before we even got home? 
Uh, so it does help with pain relief. Uh, rub on, it's natural, great products. You're really going to, I think this is one part of the cannabis industry that is absolutely going to be taking off here is uh, some of the creams and, and, and you know, pain relief, you know, for arthritis, uh, muscle pain. Uh, there's a lot of things out there. People are using lip balm. Uh, you know, just to, to, to also improve your skin and, and different products. So pain relief is uh, what I pair well with cannabis, among a lot of, a lot of other things, easy for me to say. Uh, but that's what I'm going with this week is uh, pain relief, uh, something that I pair well with cannabis. I would love to hear from you. Please let me know what you pair well with cannabis. And a big shout out to our partners. Uh, you hear David Wiley from the OZ, Melka LaBelle from the Green Generation Company on our number one, uh, Andre from Regal Cigars. We're going to get him on the show at some point, but he's been great. He's uh, been excellent with uh, providing some beautiful handmade Regal Cigars as prizes, and we'll have more on the way. And then, of course, there's the fine folks at Stonesmiths, the maker of the beautiful Slash right here. As I've mentioned before, um, the coolest feature is this built-in loader. You just scoop your uh, concentrates onto that, uh, throw it on there, and boom, away you go, as I did earlier in the show. Uh, so it's a, it's a really great product that uh, is simple to use. It's a great uh, introduction to concentrates. You know, I have a, a, a dab rig set up with the torch and everything. I never use it anymore because this is so simple and I'm not burning myself anymore. So uh, when winter comes back, which is a long ways away, you'll find out the battery is totally awesome. And they're actually uh, working on a new chamber. Apparently, it's going to heat up faster, and that only takes four seconds and provide bigger vape clouds, which uh, is very important to a lot of people. So there you go. Stonesmiths, check them out online at stonesmiths.ca. And speaking of websites, head on over to the cannabis101podcast.ca. You can find past episodes, contests. You can subscribe to the Weed Weekly. That's that big green circle uh, right there. And uh, that comes into your inbox every Friday. So head over to the Cannabis 101 podcast, do some exploring, and uh, yeah, let us know what you think. All right, really excited to talk with our guest today. Our featured guest is Sean King from PAX. So let's jump into that conversation, as we always do, with the weed song from the artist My Dead Dog. Some 
great to welcome in the head of marketing for Canada and International with PAX, Sean King. Th- Sean, thanks so much uh, for joining me on the uh, program today. Uh, we're going to have one hitters that will come out a little bit later in the week uh, talking about your <laughs> cannabis history. But uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, kind of your journey uh, getting into the cannabis space and kind of what you did before you, you uh, hooked up with PAX. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I, I spent my whole career uh, in the advertising world. I, uh, I owned an advertising agency for almost 17 years. I was, uh, I, I went up through the ranks. I started as a production artist, went to design art direction, became the creative director, the president at one point. Didn't enjoy that job, so I went back to being creative director. Uh, so a lot of years, almost 25 years uh, in the agency world, uh, frankly, before I got a a bit tired of it. It's exhausting. I mean, like anything you, you really put yourself into, it, it gets tired after a while. And right around the same time that I was starting to get tired of, of the advertising business, um, you know, there was a lot of talk about cannabis legalizing uh, in Canada. And uh, <clears throat> I got approached actually to do a podcast, to host a podcast about the upcoming legalization of, of cannabis in Canada and decided to give that a try. Reluctantly, I might add, so we can probably talk a bit more about that, but but I, I did decide to do it and, you know, learn very quickly when you decide to put yourself out there and, and, and do something, you you quickly become the um, the expert, you know, in that in that field. I, I never claimed to be the expert. I, I was just willing to talk about it, I guess. And as the result of that, of, of getting involved in that podcast was, um, of course, getting more involved in the cannabis industry moderating panel discussions, you know, and learning stuff every single day. Uh, and ultimately that led to a job at PAX and it's a crazy story. I, I, um, I actually had the, the chief operating officer of the Nova Scotia Liquor Corporation on the show because they were the distributor for, they were going to be the distributor for cannabis in Nova Scotia. And I wanted to talk to them. And the guy that came on and did the show uh, ended up becoming the, uh, general manager for PAX in Canada, the first employee for Canada with PAX, and called me up a few months later and asked if I would join him as as, as part of the marketing team, and uh, that was almost two years ago. <laughs> it's amazing, yeah. um, you know, when you're maybe not expecting things, how how certain things fall in your lap, and I and I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. When you're, when you're on a show and people think you're an yeah. expert, uh, you know, I, I don't not claim to be anywhere close to an expert, but I claim to talk to a lot of people who are more yeah. expert uh, in, in that philosophy, in that field. And it's the same thing. We, we used to meet a, a guy named Guy Flaming and I used to host a prospect hockey show called the Pipeline Show. Oh, yeah. And we always said, we're not scouts. We just talk to the scouts. But people would be asking us all these yeah. questions about players and be like, yeah, we've not watched that player live. We've just talked to people who do. So, but it, it's, you know what? Yeah. It's, it, you become more informed and, you know, maybe not an expert, yeah. but you certainly become more informed by talking to those people. So can you just tell, tell, yeah. tell us the background on, with PAX and kind of what that story is and how they've rose uh, to, to where you are now? Well, I'll tell you, I, um, you know, I was introduced to PAX just by virtue of being a user. You know, I saw the devices in the store. I saw them on a TV show once and I was blown away by just how this thing looked, right? And so I, I sort of chased that brand down just by virtue of its, of its design. Um, but it turns out it was started, I think, I got cheat sheets here because I don't even know this story off by heart, but it was started in 2007 by two guys in a Stanford design school who were who were looking to create a sort of more modern way to smoke. So its initial use was intended for tobacco. Um, you know, you skip ahead a couple of years and uh, other uses start uh, becoming evident. 
they introduced the PAX-1 at some point, which was meant to be a loose leaf uh, cannabis or tobacco uh, vaporizer. Um, and, and from there, they kind of went into the, the extract vaporizers. They introduced the way to, um, uh, to use ex uh, concentrates, sorry, in the PAX-2 and PAX-3, you know, with the uh, adapters that you could use. And so it quickly became known as the kind of the device, I guess, in the cannabis space from a vaporizing perspective. Um, you know, they were part of Juul. They created the Juul uh, uh, vape pen uh, at one point. And, and of course, Juul and, and Pax have separated separate ways, uh, gone their own way now. And, and there's probably a lot of good reasons for that. Mm -hmm. uh, and so it's been a long journey. I think it started in 2007. And in 2018 was when was when they really kind of established themselves as, okay, you know, we're the, we're the go-to brand for, for vaping. So what about, uh, Sean King with PAX? Uh, you know, your, your title as uh, head of marketing for Canada and international, yeah. uh, sounds like it's an awful lot of, uh, work and you're, you know, you obviously you come from a marketing <laughs> background and you're in yeah. a field where there's a lot of restrictions on marketing. So tell us a little bit about your job description. Yeah, you know, it's funny. You're right. We're a small team in Canada. I think there's eight of us now. Uh, and so our, our job descriptions uh, are, include all this stuff. And then they, another line that says other duties as assigned. <laughs> and all that really means is, you know, with a small team, you've got to wear a lot of hats. So yep. I think the biggest challenge for me was was taking what, you know, the marketing space that I was very aware of from the agency side and applying that to the client side. I'm now the client. And so, uh, you know, I I am responsible for everything related to marketing in Canada uh, that includes you know everything from you know the swag that we create to retail point of sale material collateral for the devices uh, you know ad campaigns that we put out we can still do that uh, there's you know it's obviously limited but in some mm -hmm. ways um, that's good some days some some ways that's bad so anytime we do an advertising campaign or we do anything collateral or any partnership excuse me um, that's what I'm responsible for so and luckily, I work closely with the team in the U.S. You know, uh, PAX is headquartered in San Francisco. Uh, there's a much larger team there. So I'll work with them to either implement things that they've created that we can use in Canada. Often we have to adapt that stuff because the regulations don't permit us to do things the way they do in California. Mm -hmm. uh, other times it's the other way around. You know, I'm working on something here that I think is required for Canada and the market here. And it's something that they didn't ever consider before. So they'll take the work and they'll use it in the U.S. Uh, so it's a pretty reciprocal relationship right now. It's, it's, it's going quite well. I mean, it took me, I'm going to say the better part of a year to kind of get my head wrapped around it. And that does not mean, by the way, that I have my head wrapped around it. It means that I have a better <laughs> sense of what I need to wrap my head around. <laughs> so it's, um, it's never a dull moment. I mean, anyone you talk to in the cannabis space will tell you it's, it's chaotic at the best of times. Um, and so, you know, you sign on and you and you sort of sit back and, and realize every day, you know, you're a part of this thing. And this thing is, is still growing. It's still it's still becoming its own uh, industry. And, um, you know, I'm still excited to be a part of it in early days and, and to be able to influence kind of what happens as it grows. Um, there are definitely days where you you wish it would have its shit together a bit more. <laughs> but for the most part, you know, it's it's pretty exciting. It's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and, you know, I often, I, I often tell people, it's not tell you, I, I tell people, I feel like when I joined PAX, I, I joined my favorite rock band. And that's because, like I said, I, I was such a fan of the, of the brand long before I ever set foot, you know, in this place and, and such admiration for how they were able to take 
you know, something like a cannabis product and make it, you know, sophisticated and mature, you know, mm -hmm. and make you feel like, you, you know, you're not creepy standing around a corner lighting a bong, you know. And so I had tremendous respect for that. And so, so to be able to work here, honestly, it really does feel like, uh, you know, I joined my favorite band and we're, we're just trying to figure it out. Well, I can't wait for the days where we can just walk down the street with bongs. I don't know if that's ever going to happen, right? but until then, we have these sort of things that do make it discreet. So I got the yeah, uh, the cool right. case here uh, for my uh, yeah. PAX era. I got it logoed up uh, with uh, yeah. some cannabis stuff and other things at uh, Nova Cannabis on awesome. Jasper Ave here in uh, in Edmonton. So let's talk a little yeah. bit about the, the lineup of uh, vapes uh, vaporizers that you guys do have. This is the era, but take yeah. us through the two and the three, and you know, we see them kind of listed there beside you on the screen yeah so like the packs two and the packs three are dry herb vaporizers loosely vaporizers so those are the ones that you can put any flower you know that you like inside you pack it in the oven on the bottom a nice solid pack and uh, choose your temperature of choice and you know you get to vape that and you get all the benefits you know i will tell you that the dry herb vape the packs three is my favorite uh favorite vaporizer and part of the reason you know i keep saying the way it looks i, I just like i love the way this thing looks um, but the best thing about this is, you know, you really can taste the flavor of the plant. You can moderate your, your intensity of, of your high by controlling the temperature. And when I first, um, you know, again, I mentioned that I had one of these for a long time before I joined PAX, but when I joined PAX, you know, I learned more about it. And one of the things I learned was the ability to control the outcome and the flavor based on your temperature choice. So I picked a strain. I can't remember what, which one it was now, but uh, for four nights in a row, I used it and I would use it at a different temperature just to really see what the impact was. And it blew my mind. Uh, you know, the lowest temperature, you can, you can really taste the flavor of that cultivar. You can really, you know, kind of enjoy the sense and, and the taste. Uh, but the outcome from, a, from, a, from a, a high perspective was a little less intense. And of course, as you heat it up, uh, you know, you reduce some of that flavor because the, the, the heating kind of... Uh, intensifies what's the, the vaporization of everything that's on that plant but the intensity of the outcome is a little higher so uh, you really can control kind of how you experience that cultivar uh, based on the way you use that device so that would be my favorite and the the biggest thing the pax 3 obviously has the ability to use concentrates uh, and uh, dry herbs so there's a concentrate adapter with the PAX-3 that allows you to, you know, put wax, butter, shatter, anything in the adapter and, and vaporize it that way. So it's kind of the best of both worlds, really. Um, when you get into PAX-Era and PAX-Era Pro, these devices are meant for extract, extract vaporization. So, you know, I don't know that there's a simpler device on the market. And again, I, I go off about the look of this stuff, and this is just, you know, personal preference, but the ability to just pop in that pod you know, and you're good to go. You just inhale. There's no buttons to press. You know, I, ha I have a funny story. I, uh, the first time I was trying to convince my wife to try one of these, you know, she, she grabbed it and she said, well, how do I turn it on? You know, how do I, where's the button? And I'm like, there's no button. She goes, no, yeah, but how do I turn it on? <laughs> I was like, you just inhale. Like, it's that simple, right? So it's hard to beat that, you know. Um, again, temperature control. If you want to adjust the temperature, you just take the pot out, you click it back in and it goes through the temperatures and it's the same outcome. Um, you know, if you want to, if you like a hotter burn, a more intense uh, outcome, you can, um, you can turn the temperature up. Now the era, I think the one that you have right there uh, is actually done a, a different way. You have to shake that one first yeah. and, and pull the pod out. 
and then you can change the temperature. But the pro, you just you just drop it and click it back in, and it and it heats up. So it's a it's a it's a pretty special device. And you know, for anyone looking to put something in their pocket and and hop on a plane or go wherever they're going, you you can't beat the uh, the convenience and ease of this thing. It's uh, it's incredible. And I'm honestly I'm. I'm back and forth between the both of them all the time. Uh, you know, if this is sitting on the counter at night, I'll just walk by and take a hit off it. If I'm traveling, you know, that's in my bag. Um, if I'm hanging around the house a lot more and feel like I want to really taste the flower, I'll, I'll pull out the PAX 3. It's, it's, uh, it's hard to beat, man. I love it. And it also works in in some instances with a with the app. Um, you know, Apple unfortunately doesn't let any vaping going on. But if you don't have yeah. an Apple phone, you can control with your uh, the app on your phone. Yeah. So the beauty of that, you know, it's a, it's a blessing and a curse at the same time. And you know, obviously, we have no control over what what Apple has decided to do. Um, uh, but that uh, the app allows you to even go further into the controlling of that device. So for the the era pro for example if you if you're lucky enough to have an android phone with the app you can control the temperature to within one degree um wow uh, degree celsius you can lock the device out so if you lost it your kids picked it up or your, your roommate took it you can lock it uh if you've lost the device there's actually the ability to use a beacon and find it so and i've, I've tested this i walked around the house like i couldn't find this a couple of days ago and as you get closer, the, the ring gets smaller and smaller. And when you find it, it, uh, it, it, there's a confetti of cannabis leaves that show up and, and, and your device is, is right in front of you. Um, there's lots of other features in particular, like whenever you put a different pod in that device, the information related that, to that pod will pop up on the oh, app. So, so good. everything from information about that cultivar, the THC levels, the CBD levels, the, the uh, preferred temperature settings, so most brands, they can they can input and say this is the best temperature for the best combination of flavor and outcome. Uh, they they'll put a, a lower uh, setting and a higher setting based on kind of what you think you might like. You can put notes in it. You can mark your favorites. It's it's pretty impressive. Um, we are you know we are working on a workaround uh, to be able to to use that function on a on an Apple phone. Currently, you can use it on the desktop if you have a Mac, but it's, oh, okay. it's just not quite the same. So. Yeah, I mean the desktop app gives you all that functionality. It's a bit tougher to walk around the house and look for the for the you know find my device, but everything else you can still control. Control your dosing is another big thing. You know, if if you were using this uh, and and you know that a certain sweet spot is your sweet spot, this this mm -hmm. level of intake, you can set that, um, and you can know that every time you inhale, it'll buzz when you've hit your set dose and and you've got what you what you want out of it and. The beauty of that, of course, is uh, depending on how you like to use, if you want that same output, that same experience every time, you know, you can set that thing up to make sure that you get that every single time. That's There's so amazing. There's a lot amazing. of technology in these things. You'd never know it. <laughs> yeah. You know, it almost makes me want to go out and get an Android phone just to be able to use the app. But, you know, <laughs> as you mentioned, you can yeah. use the desktop. So, you know, at, at times yeah. on my Apple phone, like I can't get into Leafly. Like if I wanted to go to the Leafly yeah, yeah. app, it doesn't work. But I can go to leafly.ca or whatever. So sometimes you can work around yeah. that on your phone by going through the uh, the websites. And uh, it's just amazing, the technology. And, and what do people yeah, want, especially people new to cannabis? They want repeatability. You know, they want the same thing. So yeah. this allows you to get the same dose every time. That's incredible. 
Yeah, and transparency is a big part of it. Like, um, you know, you can even see, find the COA testing test results. So anything, you know, if you're curious about what's actually in this cannabis, is there anything dangerous? You know, uh, the way that it works is that our brand partners that fill these pods can can populate the back end of that app with all the information they want. And one of the things that they can do is put the test results uh, in there from from the cannabis cultivars, so you can see exactly what's in it. I, I wouldn't necessarily know, you know, what I'm looking at, but for anyone that does, it's, it's, it can be there if the brand has decided to populate it with that information. Um, so yeah, it goes, you can really geek out on it if you choose to. Oh, it's so cool. And, uh, you know, being able to yeah. control it like that. So do you have a favorite cultivar that you like to use in the packs and do you prefer flower or distillate or do you go back and forth with that? I go back and forth. I mean, I, I, um, Right now, uh, the, the I, I do have a balanced uh, pod in the in the uh, Era Pro. I, I really, you were saying this earlier in a previous uh, in our previous chat. I, I really am a fan of the balanced strains. I just mm-hmm. love that sort of like nice THC and CBD mix. I I'm not as uh, into like getting completely blitzed anymore. <laughs> I mean, you know, if I've got a buddy over and our goal is let's get really high, then you know, sure. I, I might look to do something different. But um, but for the where I like to be with it. I've got a nice balanced pod in there now that's kind of pretty consistent. And then when I feel like uh, trying something else, I'll usually try the, uh, the PAX three with, with something else. I've got a, a blend upstairs. that was kind of the last bits of a few different cultivars that I put together. And that's always nice. entertaining. <laughs> swamp water, swamp, remember the old swamp water. Yeah. Drinks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm big on the, uh, I'm big on the, the, the balanced strains right now, the, the, the one-to-ones. Okay, let's talk a little bit about something you did a few years back. You hosted a podcast about cannabis, weed or green, whatever you want to call it. But this was yeah, before yeah. legalization. So, you know, uh, you know, now it's a little bit different when I tell people I host a cannabis podcast. Sometimes you still get the eyebrow raised like, oh, well, yeah, what are you talking about? We're not five years old and I'm going to get grounded here. But people yeah. still kind of look at you a little bit. I, I wonder what that was like pre-legalization. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, you know, I, I, I almost didn't do it. You know, this was a, this was an idea uh, from two guys that owned a, a, an audio production company. They wanted to do this podcast and they'd asked me to host it. And I, and I almost said no. And it was the advice of a few folks of mine that said, you know, why not just do it? And, and my reasons for saying no, were I was still a part of the advertising agency, I was a little bit worried about you know, what are clients going to think if they find out that I'm doing this, is this going to affect that business? Um, what are my uh, business partners going to think? You know, this is not something I really discussed with them. Um, and, and how did I feel about it? I mean, I didn't want to be known, you know, as the weed guy, whatever that right. meant to me at the time. Um, and, uh, you know, even the idea for the show initially was a bit different. The idea at first was, you know, a podcast and it was going to be me and two buds. And I was like, well, it's funny, but I, I didn't, I just, I didn't necessarily want to do it like that. And so after I gave it a bit of thought, I went back and proposed the idea of maybe doing it a bit differently. Um, and, and that being taking a look and ha- having guests in from all different kind of walks of life that would need to really think through all the implications of, of legalization, federal legalization in, in Canada. And, and let's bring those people in and talk to them about about their point of view and what it means. Is it good? Is it bad? What are we not thinking of that we should be? All of that stuff. So we decided to do that. We called it Turning a New Leaf. 
um, and it we had we had filmmakers, we had doctors, we had lawyers, we had you know drug dealers, we had professional athletes, uh, you name it, uh, on the show. City councilors, uh, God, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, we had the president of um, uh, Mad, you know, Mothers Against Drunk mm-hmm. Driving. We had uh, we all all kinds of folks come in there, and it became something I really didn't expect it to become. It became very informative. It was honest. It was sincere. Again, I wasn't the expert, so I could I could play that role, right? I was asking the same questions that anybody might want to ask. In fact, sometimes if I was kind of coming up short with, with, with what to talk about, I'd reach out to a couple of friends and go, okay, this is who's coming on the show. What would you ask them? Mm-hmm. You know, and, uh, and it ended up just being amazing conversations. You know, sometimes we'd cut them short you'd be going over an hour long and just be like, okay, we, we got to, that's long enough, but, but uh, just a ton, a ton of learning. Um, and, you know, it ended up, I did end up getting calls, you know, to moderate uh, panel discussions and to, to talk to groups about cannabis. And to be honest, I think it was just because I was willing to do it. I, I didn't know more than the next person at first, um, but the willingness to talk about it really opened up uh, a lot of, a lot of discussion. And I'll, I'll tell you, you know, the first people I was worried about when I decided to do it were our clients at the agency. And the first people to call me were my clients at the agency, but they called me to say, can we grab a coffee or a beer or something? Like, I'd love to talk more about this. Like, I learned so much from hearing that episode and it just like blew my mind. It was like, okay, you know, we're talking about it and that's a good thing. That's awesome. And, and that's the, you know, the, the beautiful surprise about, uh, you know, you, you know, sometimes you think people are going to be closed minded and they're open. And sometimes the open minded people you think are, are sometimes closed. You just never know what, yeah. uh, where people are thinking more and more people are coming out, uh, with their cannabis use as being public. And, and, and some are still wanting to keep that tucked away and you can't make somebody talk about, uh, their cannabis no. use or, or whatever it is. Everybody's got to get to that in their own space. But you know, what was the state stigma like then compared to maybe fast forward a few years to where we are now, has it changed in yeah. your opinion and how much? Yeah. I mean, I think it's changed a little bit, you know, I would say that when we started that, so that would have been 2018, I guess, with the year before or 2017, the year before legalization. And, um, and remember, you know, you'd be in a room with people and, and nobody would sort of talk about cannabis. And then, you know, if it came up, Hey, what, you know, you're doing this podcast and all of a sudden the group that started off with two people would become four people, become six, become eight. And all of a sudden Hmm. the whole room's talking about cannabis and you realize everybody in there uses, but no one wanted to mention it, you know? Um, And so that has changed a a bit now. I mean, obviously I mean, my whole family is employed by uh, cannabis companies to some degree. And so cannabis has become a regular part of our daily uh, hourly life and discussion um, and I will tell you for me personally, you know, back when I did that podcast, I was nervous to mention that I was doing it and now I'm super proud of it, you know, uh, very, very keen to have conversations with people that want to talk about it. And I don't feel the urge to, you know, encourage or get involved with someone who's dead set against it. It's just, it's just their thing. It's, That's right. you know, and, and so it's, um, it's got a lot easier to talk about. I still, you know, and again, one of the things that I love about, about, about PAX devices, you know, is I'm, I'm not ashamed at all to pull that out in public and, and go, yeah, this is my cannabis device. Look how cool this is, you know, versus I used to get angry at the news. You know, every time they talked about cannabis legalization, they'd show some 
some crappy joint and somebody's disgusting fingernails and make it look so gross, you know? <laughs> I was like, it's not like that. It doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. Um, it, so that's beautiful. kind of my agenda now, but. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's a beautiful plant that helps a lot of people and and is yeah. uh, you know very fun to use in a in a recreational way. And, and something that you and I talked about in in our kind of our pre conversation before the the interview was about you know understanding yeah. more about the plant and realizing you know I used to be give me that I'm gonna get high and now I'm like hey I'm gonna explore this plant because it has benefits for my mental health or I'm gonna explore this plant because yeah. it makes me feel good in this way and, and helps me with this. When did you come to the realization? that you know it's not just about getting high it's not just about thc yeah. our, our slogan on this show is it's not just about getting high it's about getting healthy when did that light bulb kind of go off for you you know i would say it was uh, about halfway through the the podcast we 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 did it for about a year and so i would say about six months into it you know after talking to a couple of doctors after learning more just you know the more into that podcast i got the more learning i wanted to embark on myself you know i thought Hey, you know, maybe I should know more about this. And, you know, very quickly, I was like, wait a minute, I can, I can choose these, these cultivars based on my intended outcome. That's a thing. Like I could do that. And so I started doing that and started trying it to, to test if it was legit. I, I kind of got over the fear of, you know, what if it's bad? What if it's a bad trip? Cause I started to get comfortable with, you know, the worst thing that's going to happen. I'm maybe I'll spiral mentally. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll need a nap, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but so once I got past that and was sort of more willing to try and actually paid attention to what was happening with when I tried something different, I, I didn't go so far as to make notes, but I did have a, I will tell you, I have a, a cupboard in my house. It's this long, almost like an apothecary shelf. And the left side, it was, was all sort of CBD dominant strains and the right side was all THC and it went left to right, low to high and both sides. And I would literally open that up and I had all the percentages written on it and, and I would go, okay, I feel like this one. And I would, I would try it and I would make note of the effect. Um, that's how I got, I kind of started to figure out the, the terpenes and the effect of the terpenes uh, versus just THC levels. Um, and, you know, I, I remember one moment very clearly where, where, you know, the whole, the old adage about indica is supposed to make you feel, you know, sleepy and drowsy and, and fatigue is mm-hmm. supposed to make you feel energetic. But I remember one time, you know, trying an indica and just like, just feeling like blitzed. Like I was like, wow, I can gotta do something. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if this is true, this indica sativa thing, you know, only to find out it turns out it's not. And so, um, you know, my own experiences and willingness to try it over time helped me understand that I could use this more intently. And, and that's the best thing, you know, it's like wine. And, you know, Tim, my, my counterpart at PAX is actually a sommelier, a wine sommelier. And um, there's so many. Uh, comparisons to how you can choose and use cannabis the way you do wine it's it's actually very similar mm-hmm. yeah flavors and and, and there's yeah. so much uh, uh with yeah. that and, and i and i think journaling especially for somebody new to cannabis is so very very important if you really want to get serious about yeah. it because we tend to forget things uh that we come up with uh, sometimes when we are yeah. a little bit high so i think it's really important just to write down yeah. or even have like those voice memos on your phone to listen back later and then yeah. you, you kind of know what's going on so you deal yeah. obviously with canada and international so you know what do you think you know can what have you seen since legalization as far as the opinion of canada what's the what's the international opinion of canada do you think 
You know, I don't know if I'm fully qualified to answer that question. I mean, as much as I deal with people in other markets, a lot of our conversations are really around kind of what we can or can't do there versus here and vice versa. But probably the best example I have of of, of really understanding and, and frankly, a reminder of what Canada was and is doing. I, I did a, a trip to Amsterdam uh, I think during the first, now it was just before legalization and, and actually, again, decided to do an episode of the podcast there. And I ended up talking to a, an employee at a coffee shop, which, by the way, are the only places you can legally, I'll come back to that, uh, purchase cannabis in Amsterdam because it, it's not actually legal there. And I, I totally thought it was. It's been decriminalized. Uh, decriminalized. Um, and so I, I got this guy to sit with me and chat about it. And, uh, you know, he said, he thought that, you know, the Netherlands was missing out because they weren't, you know, they weren't benefiting from any tax revenue. Um, the cannabis there was not regulated. So, you know, we were, we were in a, a shop at one point and I was looking at the, the cultivars and I was kind of, well, what's in this? And the guy's like, well, I don't know. That's, that's what it's called. That's what it is. Right. And I was like, this is a whole different, you know, I've forgotten that that's what it was like before we knew, you know, what the THC levels were or CBD levels were. Um, and the fact that it wasn't regulated actually kind of scared me a little bit. And, uh, you know, he, he said that he was, uh, he was uh, admiring Canada for actually making it safer and reaping the rewards financially, you know, from the tax revenue, et cetera. And, and sort of was hoping that, excuse me, that they would eventually do that. So, you know, based on that and other sort of small anecdotal uh, conversations that I've had, it's not hard to, to understand why folks would be watching Canada to see what happens, you know, see how it's going. The same way we did, you know, before we, le we legalized and we would pay attention to certain states when they were, mm -hmm. when they were launching, you know, rec cannabis. So it, it's no different, but I, I think um, a lot of those folks would probably have strong opinions on how we've done it, but we'll see what happens to them when they decide to go federally legalized. Yeah, listen, I think Canada has the opportunity, and maybe we've lost part of it, to be that legal Amsterdam. I'm not saying that the whole world is going to look at Canada and we're going to change the Canadian flag to have a pot leaf on it, but we could really take advantage of cannabis tourism in this country. Um, you know, yeah. as you mentioned in our conversation, a lot of the people that do walk around smoking weed in Amsterdam are tourists because they think it's yeah. legal. Well, it is legal yeah. here and you can yeah. hopefully go to cafes and things like that at some point. And so I, I, I think that's a, it's a really good observation that a lot of countries that are targeting legalization are going to be using some form of the blueprint that we did, just like Canada used Denver yeah. and, and other states as well. Yeah. And you, ref, you refine those uh, certainly as you as you go and Mexico is uh, you know knocking on the door of legalization as well so let's yeah. wrap up with this question I always like to ask every one of my guests what do you think is the next big thing in cannabis as we've seen it rolled out uh, over the two plus years whether it's in Canada or worldwide what do you think is the big thing in cannabis coming up I'm going to say acceptance mm. like the idea that you know we can fully accepted as part of our culture. Um, and so, you know, you speak a little bit about the regulations, uh, the idea that, you know, I know from enough people I've spoken to that the idea really is to, is to go hard and, and go tight with the regulations and make sure we aren't putting anyone in danger. And as we, as we get a better understanding and we're more educated, we can loosen those reins and, and free things up. And I, I think eventually that we'll, we'll do that. And then there will be cafes and places that you can go to enjoy uh, responsibly and and a full full acceptance would be 
would be the biggest thing I think that could happen. And I don't know how many years uh, away from that that we are, but um, I, I've stopped trying to predict what the next product will be, what the next device will be, because who knows, right? I mean, I think we're going to try a ton of things. Some of those things are going to be great. Some of those things are going to fail. Mm -hmm. But but I think the more we do that, the more we the more we introduce products, the more we have these types of conversations, um, that people will just generally see it as part of our everyday life. You know, the sky is not going to fall, uh, and that we've done it. You know, we 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 did it here. Um, and and we, I don't think we can lose sight of that. I mean, that's probably the thing that I that I like the most about what's happening. Yeah, indeed. Uh, this has been a lot of fun, Sean. Yeah. Thank you so much, and uh, hopefully we'll get you on the vibe at uh, Relevant for the Cannabis 101 podcast so we can continue Sounds this good. conversation uh, down the road and get some of the uh, the listeners and the viewers involved as well. Best of luck uh, with things at PAX, and obviously the website is www.ca.pax.com if people want to check it out and uh, some cool stuff. You can get your very own engraved... <laughs> PAX era, like I have the Cannabis 101 podcast, and uh, we might have a few of these for our listeners and viewers coming up in the uh, next little while. So I'll I'll make sure they're uh, keeping tuned in. Thank you so much, Sean. I really appreciated your time. Thanks, guys. The Cannabis Life Experience. It's not just about getting high. It's about getting healthy. Turning the Wheel of Cannabis. One toke at a time. Awesome stuff uh, with uh, Sean King of PAX. And be sure to check out One Hitters uh, coming up on the weekend uh, featuring Sean King as we get to know his cannabis history. Uh, You will be able to find that wherever you find uh, the Cannabis 101 podcast. If you subscribe, it will come automatically to you on Saturday morning when it's released at 4.20 a.m. Mountain Time. Uh, So you can find full episodes at Cannabis101podcast.ca. You can subscribe to the Weed Weekly and qualify for the Friday giveaway that we have there as well. I want to remind you about the Wicked Slash from Stonesmiths. You can find more information at stonesmiths.ca. I just love it. It takes four seconds to heat up and then you fire away. But it's really important to make sure you let that heat up because you get the best hits that way. And depending on what you're using, uh, you can have three different temperature settings. Uh, just like we uh, talked about with Sean uh, with the packs, and they have uh, different temperature settings, this Slash has amazing settings for whatever different concentrate you are using. And you can find more information at stonesmiths.ca. profile who created it what is the lineage how much thc what's in a name this is know your buds a close-up look at cultivars you should try or try again joining dean is our educator chris ionson Uh, looking forward to this one for sure as I bring in our uh, educator on Know Your Buds, uh, Chris Ionson, uh, my good friend. Chris, how are things going, my man? Uh, things are going really good, Dino. It's uh, been a busy day, but uh, it's been a good one. So thanks for having me, man. 
No problem. I'm uh, looking forward to this. Uh, we're on episode 88 of uh, the Cannabis 101 podcast. When I see 88, think 88, I think the Big E, Eric Lindros, Hall of Fame power forward. And uh, this is a pretty powerful sativa that we're that we're doing in uh, this segment today. So anytime I can work in a sports, a Big E reference, I- I'm really excited about that. Uh, so we're talking sour cookies uh, a sativa dominant hybrid on the uh, 70 30 side for sativa. And this is from Simply Bear Organics, a really, really good cannabis. And they're the rec brand for Rubicon Organics. So tell us a little bit of a backstory with Rubicon. Yeah, for sure, Dean. So Rubicon Organics uh, was the brainchild of Jesse McConnell. Um, and he, co- he was one of the co founders in 2015, is when they launched. Um, Jesse's also one of the original co-founders of the Whistler Medical Marijuana Corporation, uh, really, really big, uh, infamous cannabis provider, uh, in the early days of legalization that, uh, had a big, big hype when they first hit the market. And he had eventually sold his company, uh, Whistler to Aurora in, uh, early 2019. Yeah. That, uh, Whistler cannabis, uh, was sure something else. It was, it, it kind of took the market by storm, uh, as, as you mentioned, so I'm I'm really interested to see how things are done uh, with Simply Bear Organics uh, because the the cannabis is excellent. So give us a little background on their facility and where and 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 how they grow. Yeah, so their their facility is uh, is located in the Delta BC. Uh, it's it's on a 20 acre property and it's a, about 125 thousand square feet. So it's pretty pretty large. <laughs> there's the light going off i love it uh, the uh, motion sensor yeah. and we're back again <laughs> yeah here we go <laughs> um with this facility dino it's got a, about eighty thousand square feet of cultivation space uh and and a reduction capacity uh, uh production capacity of more than uh, eleven thousand kilograms a year um it's a hybrid greenhouse that was retrofit fit for minimal environmental impact uh, these guys really, really care about the planet, um, and, and it shows with what they do. Uh, su- sustainability goes hand in hand with um, organic production, and being a hybrid greenhouse, uh, they use the sun's natural light uh, as well as full spectrum LED lights, uh, which uh, have a reduced energy consumption. Um, they boast a net zero energy rating as all electricity is generated through hydropower. And they also boast a net zero waste with all their carbon dioxide uh, is generated and uh, is, is used as a, a crop supplement. So uh, very cool there. Uh, and then water conservation is also another big thing with these guys is they collect and they use the rainwater to feed their plants. So uh, very environmentally friendly over at Simply Bear. Yeah, that's, you know, and I, I think a lot of people really appreciate that, uh, you know, A, to be able to find and hear that information, but that they are doing such a great job. Um, you know, this is a wonderful plant from Mother Nature, after all, so we need to you know, to really take care of it. You know, that the whole respect the plant thing comes in uh, with this, and they, they certainly do uh, respect the plant. And, you know, there's Simply Bear Organic, that's the name, but it's not just a clever name. It actually means something with these guys. Yeah, it does. They are certified organic. Uh, the FVOPA, the Fraser Valley Organic Producers Association, uh, just like our friends Good Buds there, uh, they're in there too. Uh, so all, all their plants are grown in living soil. And uh, this is a big deal for higher terp levels and just better quality buds overall. Um, the living soil they use contains fur bark, kelp, and fish meal found on the BC coast. 
And the microbes in this soil eat, digest, and create bioavailable fertilizers, which is a much better alternative than, than chemical nutrients that we will typically see. Um, all their plants are hang-dried, uh, and they, they do it for 14 days, uh, which might sound like a little bit of a longer uh, dry period, but it's in a state-of-the-art humidity-controlled systems. Uh, and they really take their time with it, and, and it shows in the quality of bud we get. So uh, I think that's a great kind of extra step process that they're doing. Um, and and with, with all this information I've got on, on Simply Beer, i got to give a big shout out to, to, my, to my good buddy Nick Redmond of, of Hybrid Management uh, for all the info today. He is uh, he's a beauty. Um, he's with Hybrid Management. They're doing a fantastic job representing some of Canada's best LPs. And the people on the team that I've met so far in, in my travels have been amazing. So uh, thank you so much, Nick and Hybrid Management, for sure. Yeah, cheers to Nick uh, for providing such good information. And, uh, you know, they also have really good information on their website. Unfortunately, uh, doesn't uh, want to cooperate with my system. Uh, sometimes the age gating is, is really tough with this system or else we would show you what their website is all about. But it's simplybear.com. And I really like the information. Uh, they, they, they show you how they grow, why they do it. Uh, they give you a background, a peek into what they do. There's some information on the living soil there. Uh, I think it's really, really great. And, and they also have <laughs> some other uh, great cultivars as well that are available. I, I'm, you know, me and me and Blue Dream, uh, you know, we're, we're basically one. That's my jam. So their Blue Dream is great. I had some of their pre-rolls uh, just a little while ago. They are great. And I know you're a big fan of some of their cultivars as well. I am, Dean. Their San Fernando Valley OG Kush is uh, a banger. It is fire to me. I one of my go-tos. I love to pick it up. And and the Blue Dream you mentioned is, in a lot of people's opinion, the best Blue Dream to market. Um, keep hearing that from, from guests, uh, from bud tenders, from everybody in the industry has kind of checked it out and they've just they've nailed it. So um, that's another one worth checking out too, uh, for sure. No doubt. Uh, let's take a look at it right now uh, as we are discussing and we'll uh, talk about the THC level, 21.9% THC. Uh, we'll tell you where we think that fits on, on our scale. And I'll also, going back to their website, they list this as uh, greater than 2.5% terpenes. Uh, so for people that are, are only used to seeing the THC level, um, can you explain what the, the terpene uh, percentage means in relation to that? Yeah, for sure, Dean. So like terpenes, let's just talk about that. They're aromatic oils that secrete from the cannabis glands. They make your bud smell and taste a certain way uh, with that percentage associated with, with buds. Um, usually on the higher quality stuff, we're going to see, you know, upwards of 2% or, or higher. Uh, and that's a, a percentage of weight uh, with, with the whole bud itself there. So um, yeah, anything 2.5 is, is that looks nice to me. Like it's, it's going to have a real nice smell when you crack the jar. Yeah, it, it, this one did indeed. Uh, what's in a name? So with this one, it's a genetic name. Uh, we've got Sour Diesel uh, crossed with Girl Scout Cookies. So we've got Sour Cookies. Um, on the packaging, we do call it Sour CKS. Uh, and that's just a regulation thing, which is having cookies in there. I know I know children like cookies a lot. Um, <laughs> the, um, the Simply Bear... Um, uh, name itself is, is kind of what, what they put on their website is enough is enough. Uh, enough with the excess, the artificial, the built-in obs obsolescence, uh, enough additives, preservatives, environmental de 
depletives. Just lay it all bare, add nothing, change nothing, strip away nothing. And what remains is all that we ever really wanted from the start. Something whole, something real, something true, simply bare. So it's kind of uh, Very, just about yeah. keeping things simple. Yeah, yeah, very well put, and and uh, it, it is uh, you know very important sometimes. Uh, sometimes we we tend to overcomplicate things in in life in general. So it's nice to just kind of take that step back and realize that you know it's uh, you can keep things a lot more uh, simpler out there and and still have a good time. All right, uh, speaking of great, I love uh, the look of this. Uh, we see it on the screen now. I'm a big fan of this. Uh, tell us about the packaging. Yeah, so with the packaging on the Simply Bear, we've got a really nice glass jar. It's kind of like an orange glass. Uh, it is a perfect size for a 3.5, in my opinion. Uh, it also really stands out uh, on the shelves in the stores. Like, you can walk into a store and know they have Simply Bear 3.5s just by looking. So, big fan there. Yeah, I am a huge fan of uh, colored packaging, for sure. As for the buds, some really nice-looking nugs, man. Oh, yeah, buddy. Uh, real good trim job. Uh, lighter green buds with some, some purpleness to it. A um, lot of bright orange pistols to it. Really excellent coverage of trichomes. Uh, and I've seen some pictures of the sour cookies growing and had these real vivid purple leaves kind of attached mm. to the buds. This looked really nice. Yeah, you can see in this shot uh, at the bottom, uh, there seems to, you know, when I was looking at it under the, the microscope, it looked uh, like it had some, some purple niche to it. Uh, so I, I really like that. I, I just, uh, I love anything that gives off a really nice color, and, and this uh, certainly does as well. And the trim job, uh, I would ma mention as well, was it was really good. So good trichome, just as what you want in your cannabis. It looks healthy. It feels healthy. Uh, it was really, really good. Uh, I, I really like that. Uh, you know, going back to the packaging, if we could just get rid of those lips and get a humidity pack in this, it would be 100% uh, because the glass, yeah. the size, and the color nails almost everything. So as I do with every LP, I implore you to put humidity packs in there. Uh, but this was, stuff was uh, still in uh, good shape even without that. Uh, let's talk terpenes now. What do you got for us for uh, the top terps? So we got osamine is the dominant terpene there. That's kind of a sweet herbaceous terpene. Uh, it's frequently used in perfumes. Uh, we've got beta mercine in there as well, and that's kind of earthy, found in mangoes. Uh, Farnesine is in there as well, and that's kind of a citrus fruit uh, found in the skin. We also have some limonene in there too. Kind of a really good mix there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and, you know, uh, some really, really popular uh, terpenes that are in a lot of cannabis uh, cultivars and some that obviously are, are a little bit more on the rare side with the osamine and uh, the, the farnesine. But I love getting to know new terpenes and, and new smells and, and new, um, um, you know, effects with the, with the entourage effect. So I love that. And that brings us uh, to the smell. Um, you know, what was your initial smell? And then I'll get to what, uh, you know, Nosy McGee and I got. So for me, it was it was sweet gas was kind of my my initial nose on it, uh, followed up by by like a sour uh, kind of doughy, almost like confectionery, like cookies coming out of the oven kind of uh, smell uh, as as the secondary smell. That was kind of my take: sweet gas and cookies. Nice. Uh, the first thing I got was uh, kind of like a earthy. Uh, smell you know like and the like be almost like being in a field uh, before it's kind of sowed or anything like that kind of that black dirt uh, earth uh, smell uh nosy mcgee got uh, citrus right away that was that was her big takeaway 
Uh, and then, uh, I, you know, I think there was a gassiness uh, for, for me anyway there as well. So I, I definitely agree with you on the gassiness. But I really first got the mercy. And it's interesting. I mentioned this to you before. You know, we're all, we, we, we're affected differently by cannabis. We all kind of react differently. You know, there's there's got to be something to, you know, the, the smells that you get first uh, compared to what I get first might be all a little bit different as well, right? Uh, absolutely, man. Everyone's different. We all have different biologies, different noses, different endocannabinoid systems. So we're not all going to experience cannabis the same. Mm -hmm. uh, but we've got, you know, there's some generalizations that we can kind of talk about for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. I think that's a beautiful thing that we all get to experience it in our own little unique way, but there is still some, you know, general things that happen when you consume cannabis. So, you know, especially when the lights go out as they do uh, when you're recording, I absolutely <laughs> love this. We, you know, we should, maybe we should fill people in on why that, that is happening. You're, uh, you're, you're working hard, uh, helping out with a store. And so you're recording at a location. So yeah. the, the sensor light is going, yeah, people are probably correct. like wondering what, What's going on here? Chris is not paying his power bill. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm uh, I'm on location at a plant life right now, and yeah, we do have time set for motion sensors where uh, they're just not picking me up. I guess so. Yeah, there we go. All right, uh, what about uh, the taste? As I fire this up in the uh, the old supernova volcano hybrid, uh, which you know. One of the I I just love uh, the 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 big vaping things. Uh, same with the the slash with concentrates uh, because the flavors are so great. What's uh, what did you taste when you uh, consume this? So for me, it's uh, sweet and sour gas on the inhale that first kind of puff in, and I, I consume it with joints. Um, and I got kind of a nutty cookie on the exhale, kind of coming out. It's really nice and enjoyable very smooth uh smooth to smoke like it's just been grown properly yeah that is definitely one thing that i would agree with the smoothness of it especially you know when when i have this i get like a real cookies and cream that hershey's cookies and cream or cookies and cream ice cream kind of taste when i'm inhaling uh with the the, the vaporizer and so this one definitely has some pretty good flavors to it yeah, yeah, big time. It's it's a hit. Uh, it's also very popular. A lot of people come back to like buy it again uh, just because it's it's nice. It's a real enjoyable smoke. Well, and and especially when you talk about uh, you know the Girl Scout cookies being a, such a very very popular one out there, and and that brings a lot of flavors. Um, what about your experience? Everybody is different, as we mentioned. Uh, we all react differently. So, what was your experience uh, with uh, sour cookies? My experience, very uplifting, uh, very smiley, a lot of fun. Uh, I find it to be quite a chatty sativa. Um, typically, it's pretty buzzy for me. Uh, but I did I did smoke a fatty of it, though, and, and it zonked me out on the couch. So uh, that can most definitely happen with the sour cookies. Uh, but, I mean, uh, just kind of a regular-sized joint or just what you're normally used to smoking. Uh, it's definitely buzzy. A lot of creative thoughts with this one. Uh, I do find it makes me a little bit of a scatterbrain. I... Uh, Found myself kind of running around in small circles, um, trying to remember what I was trying to get done. Um, but that's that's fun for me with my sativas. Uh, definitely a euphoric, real fun high. So uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, it's uh, sometimes that happens to me too. I'll be I'll get doing like three different things and and you know forget about the first yeah. thing that that I was actually starting. Now, when when you get kind of like uh, you know really tired on the couch. 
that's also something you like to kind of call set and setting because you know depending on you know maybe how tired you were what kind of a day you had uh, it's not just an automatically going to give you a you know a big power boost sometimes depending on what's going on with that person is going to impact how that cannabis reacts with them yeah for sure man that set and setting is a big big deal uh you know i've had people come to the store and you know, what are you what are you looking for today? And they're like, oh, I just want to relax, chill. I'm like, okay, here's our indica menu. And they're like, I don't want to go to bed. Mm-hmm. And it's like, not everything on my indica menu is going to make you go to bed. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of how how things are with cannabis. Everyone's got their own journey. Yeah, exactly, including your light. All right, uh, before uh, the, they turn the lights out on you uh, for good, uh, tell us about the three W's. Who, what, and when do you feel this is good for? Keeping in mind for you listeners and viewers that everybody does react differently. Totally. So who it's good for, uh, I'm going to say level 2.5 and up. Uh, this is not a good one for, hey, I'm new to cannabis. I want to see what's up. Uh, just because of the intense head high that comes with it, um, I think I feel like paranoia can kind of creep in with that. Uh, what it's good for being productive. Uh, it's a real get up and go cultivar. Uh, it's awesome for creative projects. I was doing some graphic work on it. Um, great for social functions too. Uh, recently some zoom calls I've had on sour cookies that were fun, uh, as well as like pre COVID ball games, like being out and being kind of in a social setting. It's a lot of fun for that. Um, and I think great for being outdoors and, and being active outdoors. Um, when it's good for daytime use, for sure. Uh, it's, it's a buzzy sativa. I wouldn't recommend, uh, you know, lighting up a joint of this, you know, as you're going to bed, your mind's just going to race a bit. Um, however, I did that one time <laughs> consume that fatty and it did knock me out, but I, I still wouldn't recommend it, uh, uh, just cause it, it might not knock you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, you, you, this is, this is one, you know, it's a 70% uh, sativa, it's uh, pretty decent on the THC. It's got some really strong uh, terpene percentage. Uh, this is one that I think, uh, you know, if you've got a project uh, that, that maybe you're having a little bit of a problem with, this might, one, be good to get that kind of unstuck because you'll just be kind of thinking about things uh, maybe a little bit differently than you than you had. But, you know, right before bed, uh, probably not great. I'm After we wrap this up, I, I see Robot Chicken is on. So I think this is going to be the perfect Robot Chicken. Maybe maybe a sprinkle of uh, Rick and Morty in there on Adult Swim. I told you, I'm late to the party, but I'm loving Adult Swim. So this, this to me, might be a good Adult Swim cultivar for this evening. <laughs> I, th- I think so, man. I think that's uh, well said, and I- I'm super pumped that you're uh, on the Rick and Morty train. Yeah. <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> it's so good. It's so funny and silly. But anyway, so good is how I would describe sour cookies, a sativa dominant hybrid on the 7030. And this is from Simply Bear Organic. They are certified. You can find out more information at simplybear.com. And this is on the 21.9% THC and 2.5% on the terps chris my man as always terrific stuff uh you can tell that motion sensor light it can take the night off and turn off we're all good now thanks very much man sweet buddy thanks for having me man we'll see you next week this is the cannabis 101 podcast it's all part of the cannabis life experience turning the wheel of cannabis Talk at a time. <sighs> All right. Big thanks to, uh, of course, Chris Ionson of Plant Life Cannabis and to uh, Christine Bandelow. That was the voice of the big toke she was taking 
she is the uh, the master voice artist that we use here on the Cannabis 101 podcast. And her husband, Kevin Dabbs, is terrific as well. Uh, you heard him earlier. Uh, so big thanks to them uh, as our dynamic duo voice team. They do uh, actually all the voice work for all of my uh, podcasts. You can find this show, if you're just listening to it, you can find it on YouTube. Uh, we have a channel. A lot of videos are up there. Uh, so if you want to check that out, just hit the subscribe button on uh, YouTube, find the Cannabis 101 podcast, click on that bell, and you'll get a notification every time we put out an episode. Uh, we try to have something coming out every single day, 4.20 a.m. Mountain Time, whether it's a new episode or a segment from those episodes, because sometimes you want to just go a la carte uh, with the podcast so you can get your fill there as well. And wherever you're listening, uh, please leave us a review, subscribe, let us know what you think of the show. Always looking for feedback and constructive uh, criticism when it comes to this show and any of the other ones that I have. Uh, you can visit the website, Cannabis101podcast.ca, click that green circle, and you are in the mix for our prize pack every Friday in the Weed Weekly. It comes right into your inbox, but it's only for subscribers, and it's an easy way for you to keep up with this program. Uh, if you would like to get in touch with me, you can do so at the website, or you can email me, cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. And you can get a hold of me if you want to be a partner uh, with the show, as uh, people like Stonesmiths, uh, the OZ, and the Green Generation Co. Uh, help support this show with their knowledge. Uh, or if you think you'd make a great guest, I'd love to hear from you as well. Cannabis101podcast at gmail.com, or you can get to us uh, through the website on the screen. If you're into other podcasts, uh, check out podcastalley.ca. Uh, that's where we have Tracking the Draft with Craig Button. We also have Fantasy Hockey Time uh, and much more programming going on over there. And of course, we will be back at it on Tuesday. David Wiley from the OZ with another segment of This Week in Cannabis News. Malcolm LaBelle from the Green Generation Co. will join us once again for the business of cannabis. We'll have another cannabis character, weed word of the day, another cannabis question where you can win, where you can win any type of way just for chiming in on anything and much more. Big thanks to Sean King of PAX for joining me and giving us some great information about that product and uh, also uh, a kind of a cool conversation about a guy doing a podcast pre-legalization as well. Chris Ionson, big thanks to him at Plant Life Cannabis. He is the regional manager. Uh, go out and uh, get yourself uh, some sour cookies from uh, Simply Bear Organic. And of course, thanks to Stonesmiths uh, for uh, helping us out with the show as well. And these two guys, always, they got my back, Cheech and Chong. Okay, as we leave you, as we always do, uh, we present the marijuana song from the artist My Dead Dog. Remember, it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy. Have a great week in cannabis. Mm -hmm.